1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: It's Melissa and Austin in the morning on US
1: 99. There. Yep.
3: I guess that that's our cue right there, right? Oh,
4: boy. (laughs) What's going on in the world of being a dad?
3: One word this week, Melissa.
4: What?
5: Shoes.
4: Shoes?
3: Yeah. Well, I guess two words: baby shoes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Melissa, I don't get it. I don't understand baby shoes. Um, this weekend, for the first time, Kennedy put on baby shoes. We or we put baby shoes on her, I guess. And it's it's such a phenomenon to me right now because she doesn't walk. She doesn't even use her feet. Uh, when she's Use crawling, her feet. she doesn't. <laughs> they're, they're, they're like, she does She's even crawl. I, what am I saying? She's not mobile oh, wait, wait, yet. How many months is she? Ten months. Yeah, she's I know. Not we're, crawling we're, yet? I know. We're working on oh, it. No, okay. no! 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 No!
4: No, no, not no. judging. Our... I'm not judging. No, she's an Sorry. idiot. <laughs>
3: Sorry.
4: No, she's not. Okay. Well, no, she's so... one of, she's
3: one of the dumb kids in class. Uh, oh,
4: stop. Stop. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you probably put on shoes for an outfit, right? We to did. Make her look cute. We did. Yes.
3: Yeah. So uh, it was actually it? it was actually kind of quaint. Sunday, we went to uh, we went to the riverfront, uh, just off of the North Avenue Beach and we just had like a little picnic there in the grass looking at the river and the John Hancock Tower in the background is is picturesque and in that so we put her in a little outfit and we put on some socks and some shoes on her and That's this cute. is the first time her wearing shoes so she was a little like what are you guys putting on my feet
4: yeah of you, course
3: and she was almost like telling us like you guys know i don't walk yet right <laughs> like i don't need these things uh-huh and so we we put them on her and i'm thinking like why? Why do we do this? Why do we? And I look, I get it. There's a lot of people. There's babies younger than Kennedy that are always rocking shoes. Honestly, it kind of looks cool because <laughs>
4: cuz they're cute. Yeah, because they're, so they're tiny. like yeah,
3: like little miniature Air Force 1s. You yeah. know, like little <laughs> little sneakers that are like like shoes that I would wear but just miniature size. Well, of course, and they're, they're they're adorable. adorable. Yeah. So uh, that's what I wanted to know is like so my baby's 10 months old. Is 10 months old like is that too late to be starting shoes game? Is it too early to be starting the shoe game? Did anyone go later? Because look, I'm a. I am aii do not like wearing shoes half the time. I'll walk out. <laughs> I'll take my dog out and barefoot. You do? Right? Yeah. You know, maybe that's the, the southern boy in me. I don't know.
4: <laughs> it must be.
3: But I. So yeah, are is shoes. So are you starting too late, is what you're saying? Am I starting too late? Yeah. At what months. age did you start your kid on shoes? Wow. That is. Why? Seems kind of late. When did you start Porter on shoes?
4: Well, I was putting shoes on him for outfits probably when he was like
3: a month old. Okay. 312 yeah. 946 4995. <laughs> shoes. Let's just talk some shoes. Might be a little late. 312 <laughs> 946 5 What age did you start your kid in? Shoes. Baby shoes. Baby shoes. Yeah, right. (laughs) Or maybe, I mean, unless the kid was like 16 on the first time he put shoes on. Time for some daddy diaries here on Melissa and Austin. And Melissa, let's talk some shoes.
2: All right. Let's talk shoes. What's.
3: Brittany and Johnsburg.
2: Do you have a baby? I have uh, two 13 month old twins. 14 oh.
4: months. Oh. oh my goodness. 14 months now. Oh wow. Yikes. 14 months.
2: Yes. Are you sleeping? Um when I can. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany.
3: So, I'm assuming your kids are very mobile.
2: Um yes. Uh they actually one of them this weekend actually took one step on his own. And then I got overexcited and scared the crap out of him. Oh!
3: (laughs) (laughs) And just fell right back down.
2: He looked at me like, "Um, Mom, what's wrong? And I was was tearing up. I was sobbing. I was like, oh, man.
4: Those first steps are, gosh, you just cherish every minute of
2: that. Oh, yeah. They have definitely been walking while holding hands. Oh, they do? Yes, they do. They walk if they're holding both your hands. My youngest, Cameron, he actually will walk. A little bit holding one hand now. Right, right. That's, so, what about so, the shoes? Have when did you start putting shoes on the boys?
3: Yeah, are they wearing shoes when they're taking these steps?
2: Uh, yes. So, I always tell my husband it's never too early to start the shoes. My kids hate shoes to where they actually take them off and throw them at the back of my head. <laughs>
3: what? <laughs> See, that's another reason why I'm like I'm I'm like kind of like nervous to take this leap into the kids wearing shoes. <laughs>
2: I will say, if you're in the car, make sure the shoes are off. Um, let's just say I bought my son cowboy boots, and it ended up at the back of my head while I was driving.
4: Oh wow, they just love showing, throwing their uh, shoes
2: at you. Yeah. Um, my kids love throwing toys at me. They love biting me. Welcome to being a mom of two boys. Welcome oh, to being yeah. a mom of
6: two boys. <laughs> you got
4: that right. That, yeah. What age did you start putting shoes on those kids?
2: Um, I started about eight, seven to eight months. Okay. To get them acclimated to it. And especially with the cold weather coming in, you definitely want to make sure that they have thick socks on and shoes. That way if they take their shoes off, mm-hmm. their feet don't get too cold. Right.
4: Yeah, good point.
3: Yeah, that is a good point.
2: It's definitely a battle you'll lose, but it's a battle you'll win. Eventually.
3: Brittany, thank you so much for the call. We appreciate you weighing
2: in. No problem. You guys have a wonderful day. You too Brittany.
4: thanks for calling. Give me a Niles. When did you start putting shoes on your kids? Um I I'm
2: with you Melissa. I had shoes on the babies at 1 month old for all the <laughs> festive holidays and you know all the fun photo shoots. Yeah. Well, I of
6: had, course. I
2: had to call in and tell you guys my little girl is Kennedy also. So, but she's 5. So this, no way. this phone call and This conversation just brought me back to Baby Kennedy at ten months. Oh my goodness! That's so
4: cute. I love it too.
3: It's a good name, isn't it?
4: It is. (laughs) (laughs) When did uh, so? It was basically one month he started dressing up. Did she was she also taking her shoes off at first because
2: she wasn't used to them? No. So she she was the type of kid that loved bows. Love shoes. She really didn't fuss
4: with much, much of that stuff. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's good. You got lucky.
6: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I did.
4: <laughs> a lot of shoes are ripped off and lost, and you, you only have one shoe left. Right.
3: Sometimes they're thrown at you, you know. <laughs> well, Kimmy, thank you so much for calling and weighing in. We appreciate it. And and please tell Kennedy that, that I said hello.
2: <laughs> I sure will. And give your Kennedy a big hug from us. I will.
3: Aww. I will. Thank you, Kimmy. <laughs> Maybe it's best to keep her off the shoe train Just in the sense of, I know how many shoes her mom has.
4: Let the girl have her shoes. No,
3: see, and you know, I'm like, maybe let's get her into something else, like another. You have
4: no reason to complain. Your wife has shoes. You got hats.
3: Oh, let's get her into hats. I'll get her into hats. No,
4: let her have her shoes. Let's let's get her into hats.
3: Uh, That's a good idea. In fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna get her her first flat bill. what did I just do? You want to play someone's got to go?
4: <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> that's a, that's a game we play around these parts. Get your text messages into our text line, 44995. Send us a couple of options. And guess what we'll do, Melissa? What are we going to do? We'll tell you which one of those options has got to go. All right. Let's play. You, me, and our friend, Edie. Edie and Valpo. Edie, how are you?
2: Good morning. I'm great. How are you guys? Good morning,
4: Edie. We've had Valpo coming to the table here. Valpo's a few been times. strong.
2: This lately. is pretty good. Yeah,
4: I'm impressed.
3: I feel like all of Valpo got together and said, "Let's call Melissa and Austin I this week." I think
2: they did. <laughs>
3: all right, Edie, you ready to play? Taking One's got to Valpo. We're taking over. <laughs> Definitely. Look, I'll, I'd let Valpo take over. It seems like a great, great town. Edie, you ready to play? Someone's got to go. Yes, absolutely.
4: All right. Thanks for joining us. Here we go. What's the first one, Kyle?
5: First one up, Edie. You lead it off here. One's got to go. Summer concerts or fall festivals? <laughs> oh. oh. Uh,
2: I love fall, but I have to go. Uh, summer concerts have to stay, so fall festivals have to go.
3: Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Oh. Not, I'm with, I'm, Edie, I'm with you just solely based on weather I think because I think like it, the chillier it gets, the less I want to be outside. What? It's, I just, I, summer concerts are great. You got, think of Windy City Smokeout, okay? True. Fall festivals, it's like, okay, what are we going to get some Instagram photos and then, yeah, you know, maybe a lager and then, yeah, oh. <laughs>
4: and some like, <laughs> Spiced rum and all that other fun stuff. Look, it sounds great, but if one's got to go. And it's romantic. I'm
3: I'm sorry. Fall festival. I love you fall, but you got to go. Summer one's got (laughs) to go.
5: Sorry, Edie. Sorry. All right, Edie. We suffered a heartbreaking loss last night in softball, so we're going to put you to the test here. Mm. One's got to go. Losing in heartbreaking fashion or losing by five runs in a game that was probably decided a little bit too early? Which one's got to go?
2: Uh... The second one, definitely. Okay. We do want a heartbreak. You want to lose in a heartbreak? No, no, no. Uh, losing by five has got
3: to
5: go. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. She's in favor of losing heartbreak in you... fashion like last season. Like last season.
3: Last season we <laughs> lost in a heartbreak in the championship game. Last night we lost uh, just by five runs in a game. So I'm actually going to say I preferred losing the way we did last night by five runs. Losing you in a heartbreak? didn't act like
4: it this morning. Oh, well,
5: <laughs> losing in a heartbreak.
3: <laughs> okay. Touche. Losing in a heartbreak last year, it still sits with me. It sits with you for a long time. And you think of all the little things you could have done differently. Yeah. When you get lose by five runs, there's
5: you can't pinpoint it to one thing.
4: Okay. Yeah, and I think I would have to agree with that one.
5: Okay. All right. Last one for you here, Edie. One's got to go. Donuts. Or Chris Stapleton. Oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, donuts
2: for sure. Donuts oh. have got to go. Oh, you're not I a I don- Chris Stapleton.
4: Oh, and you don't like donuts?
2: Uh, yeah. I'll take them or leave them. I'll
3: right. take them or leave them. All right, well, I'll, hey, look, uh, uh, Edie, I, uh, next right. time donuts are around, I am hope I'm with you because I'll take the ones you don't you don't <laughs> eat. <laughs> uh, so, basically, Edie's like, donuts, I th- you should probably leave.
4: Yeah, and Chris Stapleton, you really need to... S- Stay. Stay.
3: (laughs)
5: Yes. You should probably not leave. You should probably (laughs) not leave, right.
3: Melissa, how many times do we say it? Being a parent is very, very tough.
4: It is. Some say the hardest job you'll ever have.
3: And what happens when you leave your kid home alone for a weekend? You know, where, where, where's your mind usually go?
4: That they might have a
3: party? Ah, bingo. Okay. <laughs> we're talking to Natalia in Elmhurst this weekend. Natalia, you were out of town this past weekend, and you came home to uh, something that I guess you didn't expect?
7: No, I didn't, especially not with our Melissa. She's our 16-year-old daughter.
4: Wait, her name's Melissa?
7: Yeah, isn't that a great name? I, I love it. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> we were having, you know, kind of like trouble picking a name. And they're like, wait, what is our favorite radio show host? Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. All right. We're like, name. Nice.
3: All right, so continue on.
7: I, because my husband doesn't know yet, we went away. It was three days. And we had constant communication. I was always on the phone with her, even late at night. And everything seemed okay. And then I got home. My husband, you know, he was a little suspicious too. And we checked all the rooms and everything was actually pretty clean, more than usual, (laughs) which we didn't mind. But later, you know, my husband went to work and I stayed home. And so I was taking out all the garbage. And then as I took one of the bags out, I heard like a cling. So I was like, wait, what is that? And I like put my hand inside the garbage and I pulled out an empty vodka bottle. Like, don't you buy when you, like, really can't afford anything. Yeah, And of course. so I was, like, immediately, oh, my God, Melissa is drinking here with her friends. And she tried to cover it. And now I have to tell my husband. Or, or do I tell my husband? I, I don't know what to do. I feel like if he finds out, he's definitely going to, like, punish her. Where I know Melissa, she's just going to go into the, you know, what? I don't love you. I hate you. And then she's just going to, like, want to rebel. Yeah, right,
6: oh, right. so
4: you're wondering if you should tell your husband or not?
7: Yeah, because I'm the parent that... Sits there and talks to her and reason right. it out. She's not afraid of me, but she's afraid of him. Natalia, how old did you say Melissa is? Sixteen.
3: Sixteen. Okay. Just me personally, I would That's I young. would come down hard on her. I'd probably be more like in in Melissa's father's role in this situation, just because. Yeah, I feel like sixteen is very young, and you, you want to set a precedent. You don't want this to kind of continue on the same path, especially this young, because then it will only will only get worse over time. So I I would I would say the two of you whatever you decide to do as a punishment form, I think the two of you need to tackle it together because if you were to go behind his back and talk to her before he came down with a punishment or whatever, then that really sets a divide in your relationship. And then anything that happens from then forward, Melissa will probably turn to you first or or come to you as opposed to her dad. And that can really create a rift in just the whole family dynamic, which yeah. I don't think is healthy or smart.
4: Sometimes I do believe that guilt sometimes can work better than anger. So I also think coming to her, this is a big concern and giving her the lowdown of like, all these things that could have happened and what she could have done to herself or hurt herself. Right. Scaring her. Yeah. Like any, any
3: future plans that she may have had could be completely wiped away just based off of single decisions made.
4: One bad mistake. Yeah.
3: Right. Natalia, thank you so much for calling dear Melissa and Austin. We appreciate it. And we, uh, we hope that, you know, you just keep your, your sweet little Melissa safe as I try and do every single day here from six to nine.
7: (laughs) Thank you guys. It was very helpful talking to you guys. I appreciate it. All right. Well, good luck with that.
3: It's Melissa and Austin
4: on US 99.
3: Casey in Wonder Lake.
4: Did you catch your kids doing something, or did you get caught doing
2: something? So, my daughter, I caught her lighting uh, paper on fire in the sink.
3: Lighting paper (laughs) on fire in the sink?
2: Wait,
4: how old was she?
2: Uh, I think she was 12 at that time. What was
4: she doing? Why was she doing that?
2: Uh, She was being curious about fire. I'm a firefighter, so, like, we'll do experiments in a safe way so she can see, like, how to put out fire and stuff like that. But at first, she tried to deny it, and she said that she just... The, the paper was on the stove, and she just bumped the stove on. I'm like, the stove doesn't just bump on like that.
4: Yeah, oh, right, right. my gosh. <laughs> so, oh. what did she... Did you? Did she get in trouble? What did you do about it?
2: We had a sit-down talk with her, telling her, you know, we don't want the house to catch on fire, all that fun stuff. Yeah, and has uh, she never done it again? She has
4: not.
3: Oh, that's good. That you know
4: of. Yeah, well, right,
3: right. <laughs> true. Casey, it, uh, it, it, the worst would be you got a call for a fire that you guys have to go put out, and it's your house, you're like ah, oh,
2: come on! I've already had that. I don't want it again. Oh, you oh. Far- thats happened before. Yeah, we had a fire in the basement. No, wait. did you show up to your own house? Uh, well, my boyfriend at the time ended up calling it in because we were at home. What oh, did you your were daughter start it? No, this was before. <laughs> Okay, okay.
3: Oh wow, kind of I, crazy. Man, I I would be just knowing myself. If I was a firefighter and I got called to a fire at my house, I would like be like, "Hey, you guys wait out here. Let me run in first. And then I'd like put away all my like underwear that's lying out and stuff. Oh, <laughs> I would just be. I wouldn't want the other firemen to see. You know.
4: I don't yeah. think they would care.
3: Well, Casey, thank you so much for calling and, and sharing. We appreciate
8: it. Thank you. Blake in South Elgin.
4: Hey Blake. Did uh you catch your kid doing something? It was me. Uh oh. What'd you do?
8: I threw a party one weekend when my mom went out of town. <laughs> oh. Blake. Oh my God. Blake. How
4: big was the party?
8: All right, honestly, so I was in a small town and I have four acres. And I filled the backyard with cars. Stop.
4: And how did your parents bust you?
8: There was someone sleeping on the couch when they got home. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, the, I'm assuming that someone was not you. No.
4: <laughs> oh, my gosh. What did they say?
8: Um. Well, I had to fix the yard because people had done donuts oh. and everything else in the backyard. Oh, oh no. Um. I got my four wheeler taken for like two weeks. Oh my gosh.
4: And where were your yeah, parents then, when you had the party? Where'd they go?
8: They and my little sister went camping for a weekend. Oh my oh gosh. Man, you
4: are a bad boy. How old were you?
8: I think I was 16 or 17, honestly. This is like sophomore or no, junior or senior year. Wow. Yeah,
4: so it's Kager.
8: Yeah, well, oh, I was just trying to be the popular kid, you know? <laughs> oh, sure. No, I get then. it. You know, you got to <laughs> climb
3: that social ladder.
4: Did it uh, work? Did you become more popular? Yeah, yeah.
8: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think people wanted to have parties more often in my house. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Hey, let's go to Blake's house. <laughs> Blake, you've got that huge yard. We'll do
4: more donuts. Yeah, <laughs> sick.
3: <laughs> and then we can crash it on his sofa afterwards. <laughs> Blake, thanks so much for the call, man. That was...
4: Oh, I love it. Yeah, He's not the only one, you know?
3: Melissa, I feel like you got caught a lot in, in school.
4: Mm-mm. But th- my, I never had a party at the house, but my sister did.
3: What? Oh, really? Yeah,
4: and she was like the one who they never thought would do that, and mm. she was the one that did it. Oh,
3: my gosh. Yeah. So that's where you learned how to break all the rules.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: It's Melissa and Austin in the morning on U.S. 99. We're joined
3: now by a guy we're excited to talk to because this is the first time we've talked to him. Frank Ray, a man whose new EP just came out last month, Get You Some. And let me tell you, you want to get you some of this EP because it is awesome. Frank, how are you, man? I'm doing
9: well. How are y'all?
3: Doing great. I feel like things are going very well in your world right now. A lot better than anticipated, honestly.
9: <laughs> it's, yeah, it's completely shocking to me, but uh, I'm taking it one day at a time. Oh, I bet, well, I we've, bet.
3: We've had a chance to listen to the new EP, man, and this thing. Ooh. I mean, it's like you know, like when you hear something and you're like, "Oh, this is this is gonna blow up." Like, yeah, we can I we know. go ahead and call ourselves uh, Frank Gray hipsters? Like we, we knew Frank Gray <laughs> like before Get Your Some blew up.
9: Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Um, I am really, really excited about this project. Um, as a matter of fact, when the session players were playing on this record, um, every time we left the the booth or they left the booth, they're just like, "Man, this is some of the most musical and like fresh material that we've got to play on in a while." You know, and so I was just really, really proud of that. And it, it, it's such a great um, representation of who I am as a person and as an artist, and, and the kind of music I want to put out into the world.
4: Well, you know what I love is I love your backstory. I love the idea that you were a police officer and police officer turned like major musician now. And so yeah. I'm really curious. Is that something you always had on your mind? Like was before you even became a police officer, you had this idea that you wanted to write and sing music.
9: Oh yeah. Since I was a kid about as long as I can remember. Um, I think they, my family figured out early on that I could carry a tune and they did their best to nurse that. Uh, but yeah, you know, when, teachers would ask me what do you want to be when you grow up it was always a singer and they're like all right what, what do you really want to be because that's really hard to do <laughs> yeah. yeah right, they, right. You know, the public education just, you know what I mean oh yeah like no 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 get something more realistic be a doctor or a lawyer or <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody wants me to be either of those
3: yeah things they're right. like be a cop and you're like okay
9: <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah,
4: be a cop. yeah
9: I found myself in the world of law enforcement um and and I'm grateful for it because it was just a great life experience and I you know, I made some lifelong bonds there with, with some really great officers and, and, and people in the community and stuff. But, um, but for the most part, music has always been my life's passion, and I've always wanted to do it. And luckily, I found a path, you know, with my manager, my band, and and, the, you know, we, we started thinking, like, all right, well, we can really do this. And, and, and luckily, Nashville had their finger on, on the you, pulse, and, you know, and here we are.
4: Yeah, you know, Frank, I have a question about that. I mean, you go from knowing you want to do that, then you go into the police academy, you become a police officer, and then things start to change because you've got this music and you're performing and people start to notice it. At what point did it hit you when you're like, wait a minute, something's happening here. Like yeah. something's changing. I'm getting noticed. Like what was the, like the the point that you could nail down that you were like, wow, we're going to a whole nother level now.
9: It was really a lot of it. When well, we started out in the Texas country radio market, kind of hitting that regional scene, uh-huh. um, my manager um, had had some experience there. And so he would kind of take me to do a bunch of radio stuff there. And we play a bunch of little honky tonks throughout Texas. And and when it got to the point where, like, the demand became greater for us to go out and perform, and I found myself being either late or completely missing my, my Sunday shift oh at wow! The it was <laughs> oh, like, wow. okay, well, um, yeah, there was only so much time off I could take. And uh, eventually even the chief of police was just like, if he catch me in the hallways, he's like, are you still here? Like, when are you leaving? <laughs> oh, so wow, I don't really? Know if, yeah, I, I don't know if that says anything about my, my – my, uh, caliber of, um, of the kind of work I did in the police department <laughs> or if they just believed in me. But, um, either way, it was just one of those moments where I was like, you know, what? I really got to do something. And at the time I was just going to stick with law enforcement. Cause my wife was having a, you know, we just had our, our, uh, brand new baby. Who's five now, oh, but congrats. She three months at the time. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, we need benefits and a steady gig and all that stuff. And she was like, no, man, you, you really got to go out there and chase your dream. And so luckily with uh you know the direction of my manager and and you know the ambition of my band we just hit the we hit the ground running and we've been going ever since. Wow,
6: was
3: it was amazing. it terrifying at all? Was it scary to oh make that God. transition?
9: It was the scariest thing I've ever done and I've had guns pointed at me, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Really? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh it's the it was the the scariest thing because everybody is, you know, you're you're putting everybody's hopes and dreams and aspirations on your shoulders and Hoping that it works, you know what I mean, and yeah. it's something that a lot of people aspire to do. Um, but we all know this industry is—you know—it's—it's it's got a, there's a wealth of talent out there, and so the the odds are always stacked up against you. And so the fact that it worked out is is a good thing.
4: You know, and I can't even imagine how that would feel, knowing that you have a family to support right. and a new right. baby, and yet you still have to make that so difficult decision about trying to follow your dreams. Like I can't yeah. imagine what kind of pressure that is.
9: Well and luckily I have a you know very supportive wife and very supportive family and team. Um because they, they were just like, Hey, look, everyone else in the world has confidence in you, Frank, except for you. So just oh. go out there and do it. And uh and that's really what it took. If, yeah. Yeah, if logic would have set in, I would have stuck it and I would've I would have I would have stayed with the you know, being a police officer. So
4: Right, yeah. right.
9: Well luckily, I my family's just as crazy as I am. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Well, I want to encourage everyone to get you some because this thing is a banger. country look good on you, dude. That is a, a banger.
4: That's a radio hit to me. Oh my
3: gosh! Yes, <laughs> I do. I love it. And dude, it's been it's been. I mean, first of all, it's great chatting with you. Uh, we hope we get to chat with you much more in the in the future. But uh, but also, thank you for putting out just good music for us oh, to uh, you, to bob thank our heads to.
9: Well, thank you so much for the support too. Honestly, I couldn't do this without the support of Country Radio. That's really uh, kicked off my career. So. I appreciate that. And any chance I get to come back in Chicago, I'll definitely, I'll be there. I, yes. We hit this one pizza joint. I think it's like Illuminati's or Illuminati's. Oh,
6: L- L- yeah,
4: Illuminati's. Yeah,
9: Illuminati's. Yeah, Oh, careful! Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, <laughs>
3: Illuminati's <laughs> is a much different pizza place. <laughs> yeah.
9: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. No. Uh, yeah, that was just incredible, incredible pies over there. Well, Frank, there. thank
3: you so much for the time, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Thank you
1: for the support. US 99 and the Chicago Daily Beats with Melissa and Austin.
4: There was some darn interesting news last night. And if you hadn't heard about this, I'm telling you, it is like out of a movie. So, NASA yesterday had a spacecraft that they shot up seven miles into space, aiming for a 500 foot wide asteroid. <laughs> they had a target on that asteroid and they hit the target Melissa, are you sure you on the just, asteroid.
3: Are you sure you just weren't watching Armageddon late last night?
4: Honestly. <laughs> and the spacecraft that they shot up in the air was only the size of a refrigerator.
3: And it was driven by Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah. And then Ben Affleck and uh, Liv Tyler did a little animal cracker scene.
4: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
3: I, so they shot up a... Ref- NASA. You're telling me NASA shot a refrigerator into space. Sort and it, of. And it hit a, an asteroid. 500 That's
5: feet great wide. aim, honestly. Really puts a new spin on that joke, is your refrigerator running?
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, Kyle. Uh, so this was yeah, all... I'll give you one. This
3: was...
4: <laughs> <laughs> this was all in an attempt to... In the—it's a practice. It was a practice run. In the event we have a much larger asteroid that ever is going to come to Earth and demolish humans as we know it, they have practiced shooting, you know, a spacecraft up to divert a large asteroid's—well, uh, uh, well, the, the target, the course that they're taking. Yeah. They want to hit it hard enough— so it hits it off course and it floats past Earth and doesn't hit us and kill us all.
3: Will they shoot up something? They got to shoot up something bigger than a refrigerator, then, yes, right?
4: It, I would think it would be much, like an ice but cream truck, is, right? Something yeah. much bigger, a semi or yeah. something like that. Okay. But we started with the refrigerator, uh, and uh, you guys were wondering about how much it cost. It was a three hundred twenty-five million dollar mission. <laughs> That's how much I... it cost. That was how much the practice. I wouldn't, like,
3: I was clearly just some frat bro or something got snuck in to NASA, got a job at NASA somehow, I yeah. don't know, maybe nepotism or something, got a job at NASA and was like, hey, you know what we should do? We should totally just, like, let's, let's just... Let's shoot some a rocket into space and have it run right into this asteroid.
5: Me, my boy Scoots, yeah, Dan Ban, yeah. and all, and Jeremy, all have this great idea. Yeah. <laughs> so,
3: so listen up. This is you guys think we should do this? Like, I just that is exactly what a dude would do. Just like, let's just run it into it. Let's spend three hundred million dollars and just run it into
5: it. Well, there, you guys, demolition derby in space. <laughs>
4: Well, the NASA scientists are saying there's a very real possibility that a ginormous asteroid sometime could hit Earth, and they don't want us as humans to be demolished and the Earth to be demolished. We'll as just we ram, it, it.
3: ram it off course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not a lot of sports last night. The Sox and Cubs were both off. But uh, you know who wasn't off, Melissa? Who? Your Odyssey softball team.
4: Oh, I know. I was there.
3: 16-inch Chicago Media Softball League. We, we, we lost in the championship after an undefeated season. We lost to WGN Radio 10-5. to They played a great game. Kudos to everyone at WGN Radio. But uh, that one hurt last night, Melissa. That one hurt bad.
4: I saw tears. I saw <sighs> tears last night coming from You. Coming from Kyle Then Woo. I saw hugs
3: Yeah We of, hugged for a long time of, Yeah
4: To console each other
8: wow. we're actually
3: We're actually gonna hug some more Right after this And
8: it's a
6: Chicago. Hey how you doing? Hey doing John. great.
4: What's your great news?
6: Uh, my great news today is I was looking at the stats for work and uh, all of my teams are just doing phenomenally you know and it's just such a great day today you know it's beautiful outside it's fall and the weather's gorgeous and just really proud of all of them you know. It's nice. come a long way, and it feels great. What's your title, John? I'm a regional operational manager. Very
4: nice. Oh, so you have. So you're saying the staff below you, the ones you oversee, they're just doing a really great job?
6: Oh yeah, they're just phenomenal. You know, it's it's a challenge every day. You know, I'm in healthcare and. You know, sometimes it's a challenge and it's difficult. But you know, seeing them do this great and the morale is so strong, it's just very uplifting for everybody. So,
8: well, that's wow, very that's great. Great. Yeah, I, I
3: I feel like it's it's good to be a. I, I feel like you 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 come across like a good boss. The fact that you have that appreciation and that recognition for your team shows that you probably exude that to them as well, don't you?
6: Absolutely, absolutely. We do you know, fight meetings and everything and there's a little bit of something for everybody you know everyone's pushing forward with different little things whether you're helping a new trainee or um, filling a hole where we need it you know I mean everybody is just unbelievable so it's good to get everyone going and in high energy and you know drive that purpose you know that really that's what counts.
4: Hey John if you could pick one thing that contributes to like high morale like you have with the people that are working for you what would it be?
6: engaging with each of them one-on-one you know really spending time with them on an individual basis talking to them you know not on a professional level but just a personal level getting to know them you know their passions what do they like and earning their trust you know as as someone who's managing and they really appreciate that sometimes it's very autonomous and it's robotic and and i I just think it's better to get to know everybody
4: oh i kind of like that
6: John, are you a Bears fan? I am, indeed.
3: Okay, so literally all your teams are winning.
6: (laughs) Yeah, they
4: are. (laughs) (laughs) There you go.
3: All right,
6: very nice.
4: (laughs) Well, thanks for calling, John, and sharing that
6: great news. Absolutely. Absolutely. I hope you two are having a lovely day. Thank you,
3: John. We appreciate you calling, and uh, keep up the winning, okay? You're you're essentially the coach, so you keep it up, okay?
6: Always, always. Thank you so much, you two.
3: It's 8.35-ish, which means it's time for... The 5 at 8.35. Very nice. Today (laughs) we've got Becca in Round Lake Beach going up against Eli in River North. Eli, say hello to Becca. Hey, Becca. How's it going?
4: Good. How are you? Good, thanks. <laughs> okay, Eli, love, you sound a little I, uh, hesitant. There's
3: nothing I love better than the small talk right before going head to head, because you guys are both wanting those Jackson Dean tickets. He's going to be at Joe's on Weed, November twelfth, twenty-one and over show. You guys uh, want those tickets, so it's like it's like yeah, it's like I want to be nice, but also no, yeah, I don't. But I really nice. want
4: to win the tickets. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got five country questions. The most important part of the rules is Your Name is Your Buzzer. Are you good? Yes. Ready. Okay, let's do it.
3: Let's play. Question number one. Finish the name of this Cody Johnson hit. Till you what? Eli. 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 Till you can't. Is it till you can't? Yeah, well, yeah, you can right now,
6: <laughs>
4: Eli. Yeah, that is
3: correct. Eli's on the board, one nothing after one.
4: Okay, here we go. Question number
3: two. I'm sorry, what? Was that? Go ahead. Be- Becker,
4: oh, okay. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I ahead. Becca, was, I thought Becca was, like, chiming in. I thought so, too. Maybe she was just on, like, yeah. super delay and was like, Becca! <laughs> <laughs> Till you can't.
4: Until <laughs> you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, question number two. What rising country artist with the hit Truth About You could also be named Mitchell Dime?
8: Eli.
3: Eli. Is it Mitchell Tenpenny? Is it Mitchell Tenpenny? little play on words there, huh? Yeah,
4: wow, you got it. Good job. (laughs) Mitchell
3: Dime. He should go by Mitchell Dime, honestly. (laughs) The the Dimers is what his fan club should be. All right. Eli leads 2-0 after two questions. So, Becca, you're going to have to keep Eli from getting any more right, or else he will win.
6: Okay.
3: (laughs) Question three. Who sings Wild Hearts? Eli. Eli.
8: I'm sorry, Becca. It's Keith Urban.
3: I'm sorry, Becca. (laughs) Oh my gosh. He did the, he he apologized before even answering. Is it Keith Urban? Look, I'm sorry, Becca, too. It, it is Keith Urban. Eli, you're going to see Jackson Dean at Joe's on Weed, my man. Congratulations.
4: <laughs> Eli, you're just like a master at country trivia.
8: <laughs> I listen every morning. How could I not be? Eli oh, all
4: right. Eli
3: somehow flipped his bat before the, the ball even left the yard. Oh, absolutely. It was incredible. All, all right. right.
4: Well, Becca, you can have another chance if you call again and try to get yourself in to play the 5 at 835, okay?
3: Sure.
7: Have a good day, guys. You,
3: too. You too. Congratulations.